Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 497th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today we are dipping into the multiverses. Um, Not just one, but two. It seems like the multiverse has become a big thing in recent pop culture between Marvel, uh, Disney, DC has now one coming out with their video game smash brothers type thing there's a one a movie on netflix it's slipping my mind i apologize but it seems like the multiverse has become all the rage the fact that where i think a lot of people see especially after what spider-man did that you can make money doing this so today we're going to be talking about not one but two different multiverse movies from disney the first one we're going to get into of course is the doctor strange in the multiverse of madness um the follow-up to the first Doctor Strange, and in this, we're going to see him dip into the multiverse. This is going to actually help Marvel to expand and be able to introduce the Fantastic Four and such later on as we get into that. We're also going to be talking about the recently released movie on Disney+, Plus, Chippendale's Rescue Ranger. This is not a reboot, mind you. This is a continuation. This, this moves the story along, and also you'll hear when I get into it is so much fun but first let's jump into the uh, multiverse of madness Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness this is coming after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home when he opened up portals and we got all the Spider-Man and all their villains together it is one of the best Marvel movies that came out Um, it got rave reviews people loved it it was fanfare this movie has been rumored forever they were saying it was going to be a horror element with Sam Raimi directing you kind of figured that's how they were going to go, and you knew you were going to get your Bruce Campbell in um, cameo, which he does in pretty much everything Sam Raimi does, and he does not disappoint here, as well as getting Doctor Strange going through the multiverse. And there was so many rumors flying about this. You know, um, when it came out, when it when it came out now, uh, people were talking about it needed an R rating, that the horror element was too much for this to be PG thirteen, and people were worried. I will tell you off the bat, there is not a lot in here that made this a really horror element. There, There is horror aspects of this film, and maybe when you look into the other Marvel films, this might be more of a horror-type film. However, this is not a horror film. This does not deserve an R rating. There is not excess language. There is not excess gore or anything like that. Um, it just might be a little bit more than what you're used to in a Marvel movie. This movie revolves around America Chavez, the newest... A young Avenger that's going to be coming in and her ability to travel in and out of the multiverse and we have Doctor Strange helping her try to navigate and escape from a demon as she says as we see she's being chased by monsters from the multiverse and someone is trying to take her to use her powers to be able to steal her powers they're going to kill her steal her powers and jump into multiverses be able to basically travel back and forth to whatever multiverse they want uh, Marvel could have went balls to the wall with this. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't. A lot of people are saying this movie isn't great. A lot of people are saying they didn't like this movie, and I know what it is. When this movie was announced in the multiverse, with Marvel's recent purchases, purchase of Fox, getting the Fantastic Four, getting the X Men, everybody just immediately assumed 
that we're going to get all the X-Men. We're going to get all the Fantastic Four. Um, we're going to get every anything having to do with Marvel in the past. We're going to get that in this film. And they could have went that route. They could have went that route, and it could have been epic. And they could have went this balls to the wall and just did a fanfare, you know, movie for all the fans out there. And they really didn't. And I think it kind of upset people because people got their own hopes up. Marvel never once did they say any of this was going to happen. It was just rumored. We were supposed to get Hugh Jackman uh, returning as Wolverine. We were supposed to get Tom Cruise debuting as an Iron Man in the multiverse. We were supposed to get Deadpool in this. Like I said, all the Fantastic Four, all of the X-Men. We were supposed to get just different versions of this person and that person and 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 really i understand why they didn't go that route um they could have and it would have been great they also would have had to spend a lot more money on this film this film is not great it's not the best marvel movie however it is a really enjoyable film the story is sort of a basic storytelling aspect to this it's nothing too um in depth it's kind of linear in what they do it's nothing you haven't seen from Marvel before, but it takes you on a fun ride as you do jump through different multiverses, you see different aspects, and introduces a few new characters, and you get a few cool cameos. Spoiler alert is coming up. Three, two, one. This is your spoiler alert. We get the debut of Reed Richards in this film uh, with John Krasinski, the the actor that everybody has said over and over again that they hope Marvel cast as Mr. Fantastic. He actually makes his debut as Mr. Fantastic in this, playing Reed Richards as a member of the Illuminati in um, er, in another Earth. And in the Illuminati also, we have Captain Marvel, but it is not Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel. It is her friend playing Captain Marvel. We get um, Captain Carter in this, as you know, Peggy Carter has become the the Captain America of this universe, uh, kind of telling on the what-if storyline. We also get the reintroduction of Black Bolt. The Inhumans uh, TV show that Marvel did years ago sucked. It was not good. The costume didn't look good. The CG didn't look good. The story didn't look good. But Black Bolt in it is returning in this in a traditional Marvel costume that Black Bolt has. He does not speak as he can kill with his speech. And I popped so hard when this happened. We saw it from the trailer when you hear Patrick Stewart playing Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier is in this. When he is debuted, he comes out in the hovering wheelchair from the 90s X-Men animated series. They even play the X-Men animated series theme song. They play that lightly as he enters. And I popped huge for this. This was a cool, cool cameo to see. Both of these guys on screen, I mean, him and John Krasinski themselves, this is the probably the, the big the big gets of this, and this was the big shocking moment, and I really enjoyed it, and it made the film go up for me because, again, John Krasinski looks so good in this role. I really hope that he is cast in it and it goes forward, uh, but let's just say this. The Illuminati in this, who is supposed to be the strongest, they're supposed to be very intelligent and be able to basically take down the... Any bad guy that's brought on, they suppose they basically rule everything, gets murked by the villain in this film. And this movie uh, kind of does a 180 and tricks you. Watching in the previews, when you saw the trailer, you saw the previews, we see Doctor Strange go to Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch, and ask her you know, to help him. And so basically me, along with uh, 
pretty much everybody else, uh, as far as I know, thought that it was going to be Wanda helping him become, you know, try to try to save America Chavez, try to to fight this evil power, and we think that they're going to team up, and that's going to be the epic thing that's helping him jump into multiverses. It does a 180. Uh, we actually see that Scarlet Witch, Wanda, is the villain of this film. Now, there's mixed emotions about this. I think Wanda is one of the more tragic characters in Marvel, the MCU. Um, going back, you know, her and her brother watched their family die in war that they had nothing to do with. They volunteer to try to to get powers, to, you know, or to do experiments. They get their powers. She watches her brother die when he, you know, tries to help defeat Ultron. She falls in love with um, Vision. She ends up having to kill Vision to save, you know, the the universe. Um, then WandaVision happens, and she is the villain of WandaVision. Okay, she she just really is. I mean, she's enslaved an entire an entire city. She's mind controlled everybody. She creates kids, and I get that. But then her kids are taken from her that she created. We find out that her kids are actually real in other multiverses. For some reason, they're not real here, but they're real in other multiverses. And that's all this is. She's trying to get to her children. She's trying to get the vision. She just wants that happy family. So she's a sympathetic villain that's doing this for the wrong reasons and the right reasons, I guess, at the same time. Now, there is no doubt in anybody's mind, there can be no argument ever again who the strongest Avenger is because Scarlet Witch is just running through people in this movie. She is destroying people. The Illuminati gets taken out so quickly. Black Bolt gets one of the most violent kills, I guess, in Marvel. When Black Bolt, if you know his power, whenever he, if him speaking can destroy a world. And Reed Richards tells her, you know, Wanda, that Black Bolt can kill you with a whisper of his mouth. She's, he says, you know, she goes, what mouth? She makes his mouth disappear, and as he's reaching for it, he tries to, he talks to himself, he tries to open his mouth, and it blows his brain out. It is very violent. She rips Dr. Uh, she rips Reed Richards piece by piece, kind of like a, kind of like when you split Play-Doh down the middle. She's ripped him pieces of piece. She kills Captain Carter with her own shield as it slices through her, and Captain Marvel Marvel gets beaten and statue falls on her, and she literally murks the entire Illuminati in under three or four minutes. She runs through the entire sorcerer's uh, compound that Doctor Strange and Wong's at. She is so powerful, so OP in the MCU, it is ridiculous. She is such a badass. She does very well in this. And America Chavez, who a lot of people don't like, uh, she's a newer character. I don't know much about her. I don't know a lot to, to go on. I've never read anything about her in the comics. I do know the of the character, but I don't know the character. She, she does good in this. She, she does a great job in this film. Um, she's establishing the multiverse and being able to travel back and forth. That allows us to be able to eventually go back to it and possibly bring the X-Men through or bring the Fantastic Four in or whatever. This this could possibly be the expectations of it. But the the film is, is enjoyable. Like I said, the cameos are great. Visually, it's stunning. Both Doctor Strange films are great. The, the mirror... A world that they go into is just it's it's beautiful to look at and you get a lot of the villain or a lot of the the monster designs and the creature designs the zombie designs you can see Sam Raimi's input into it you can see that Sam Raimi look into it and 
he does a great job of directing this. I think this was a great film for him to dip into the MCU. You can see his style with the cuts, and like I said, the just visual aspects of it is very Sam Raimi. Um, the film is so enjoyable, and there's you know you get to see glimpses of other multiverses. They don't really go deep into it. I really wish they would have gone deep into it and showed us more. There was there's rumored. Um, deleted scenes with Deadpool and Hugh Jackman there are rumored deleted scenes that they said did were filmed I don't know if it's true or not again it's just rumors if so you'll see them at some point leaked this would have been the part that I think could have brought Deadpool in you could have had a Deadpool cameo just a small one would have been great and it would have been a way because they've already said they're doing Deadpool 3 and maybe it's just because I love Deadpool I would like to have seen it but Doctor Strange 2 the multiverse of madness uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I think you will enjoy it. Like I said, visually, it's stunning. And just the, 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 the few little cameo debuts they have in it really make the film. The Like I said, the story is kind of basic. It's nothing too in-depth. And it doesn't go where a lot of people wanted it to go. But, however, it's a really enjoyable film, as most Marvel films are. I think it's the best film, uh, or the second best film in Phase 4 behind Spider-Man. Uh, no Way Home, of course. But I like, you know, better than Saint Shang-Chi. It's better than Black Widow. It's better than The Internals. That's just my opinion on it. it. It's just, it's taking a character and delving into more of his his story. You get to see a little bit more of what he gets in the comics. I, I'm not well versed in Doctor Strange in the comic books, but I know it goes a little bit in depth in more of the magic world. You get to see more of the magic he has in you get to see more of that brought into light and them discussing different, you know, good and dark, bad and evil and uh, light magic that comes with it. So when you're dipping into the multiverse with that, Marvel did a great job. But that was not the only film that Disney dipped into the multiverse with. Just released Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Chippendale this time voiced by Andy Samberg and John Mulaney. And this movie is so much fun. I it, it is ridiculous. It is heartfelt. It hits nostalgia points. It hits points that make you go, how did the Disney pull this off? If you watched the Rescue Rangers growing up, you know Chip and Dale um, and Monterey Jack, and they would you know solve crimes, and and there was this. It was just the. It was a good, nice cartoon. Apparently in this, and we're spoiling a spoiler alert for everything coming up because I'm going to break some stuff. Apparently that was actually a TV show that they filmed. They were actors. Um, and this happens 30 years later as they haven't talked in a while and they reconnect to solve the case of the kidnapped Monterey Jack, their friend. Now, Dale has gotten a surgery to become 3D animated. They make that a running joke throughout it while Chip is still 2D animated. Um... Dale is going to cons, you know, trying to make that money. He's on Instagram doing lives, trying to connect. Chip is actually selling insurance, which is funny. The thing about this is this, this is, I think, a new generation's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. In fact, Roger Rabbit's actually in the film. Roger Rabbit's in the film doing a Roger Rabbit dance. This film has so many cameos and Easter eggs. It is almost impossible to catch in one sitting and it is hard to tell everyone in general we get references to the Simpsons to Rick and Morty Ren and Stimpy they mention Rugrats they mention Nickelodeon we get to see ugly Sonic the original Sonic the Hedgehog design for the movie is in this film as a character 
Ugly Sonic. And it is a running gag with Ugly Sonic throughout the entire movie. We get to see Doug. We get to see Beavis and Butthead references. We get to see South Park references. We get to see characters from South Park. Randy Marsh is in this. Butthead's running for senator. There's so many little Easter eggs here and there that you catch that just make this great. This has E.T. This has Batman. You heard me right. Batman and E.T. are in this. How Disney got around copyrights on all these different studios and different movies and different characters, I don't know. But they did a fantastic job. The story is fun. The characters are fun. The interactions with with the real people and the cartoons are great. As you see cartoons and uh, live action people you know, living in a world together. Like I said, this is basically a new Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's what this seems to me. This this is that, that same world where cartoons and, you know, humans are coexisting. We get to see how Chip and Dale meet uh, in school together. We get to see them running through, you know, being in the Rescue Rangers, them trying to do, you know, before the Rescue Rangers, before they got their TV show, being in Hollywood and being struggling actors as backgrounds in commercials. We get to see them in backgrounds in Full House. There's Yes, there's actually a scene from Full House. It is amazing. The story that they tell is feels like a Chippendale's Rescue Rangers TV show. They hit the tropes that were in the show of Dale getting hit on the head with something to try to figure it out. Dale not being the smartest one, Chip being the smartest one, Chip falling in trouble, Dale saving the day. Um, we get to see, spoiler alert, the... the captain of the police force which is a putty guy kind of like Gumby voiced by J.K. Simmons being the guy that's in cahoots with the bad guy we get to see that Peter Pan has become a bad guy he's gotten old and his whole thing is now he makes bootleg films Disney making fun of these companies that make that make bootleg Disney films if you've ever been to you probably you can see them online or you've seen them probably at Dollar Tree or maybe somewhere you know a flea market there's bootleg films of Disney movies where they take the, the story, the animation is not as good, the character isn't as great, but they try to make pretty much the same thing. Basically, Peter Pan is the one doing these films. He's taking characters that owe him money or, you know, get caught in the debt in his film or whatever, kidnapping them. He changes their look a little bit and then he puts them into a film that is bootlegged and mocking of another Disney film. We get to see Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola bear. We get to see them reference the uh, Polar Express and the early 2000s CGI where it w was real people but it was TGI so it looked real but it wasn't it was kind of a mixture of Beowulf would probably be the best example of it we get to see a, a dwarf warrior voiced by Seth Rogen which is hilarious we get to see Blue from the Jungle Book uh, live action he's become a lounge singer he's doing cons now Tiger's doing cons as part of, uh, you know, from He-Man. We get to see He-Man and Skeletor. We get to see Lumiere as he's doing cons and signing autographs. Stuff like this is just, like I said, there's so many references. There's so many different characters and just little little shorts that you catch here and there. It is amazing. I don't know if Disney got the, you know, okay from all these companies to use certain things. If people just volunteered or what. But it was, it's just amazing. The story is fun. 
I really enjoyed this film. I've watched it three times since it's come out. It is a very enjoyable film um, for, for the entire family. If you're a fan of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, you'll love it. If you're not, you'll love it just because of all the references. If you're a 90s kid, an 80s kid, an early 2000s kid, all of this. you know, If you grew up watching Disney, if you grew up watching Nickelodeon, anything, you're going to love this film. Just from, just from, like I said, the nostalgic references and nostalgic views that you see. Try to catch all the Easter eggs. Try to see what it is. Voltron's in this. Like we, we get, I keep referencing different stuff as it pops into my head because there's so much there to actually get. But the story is fun. Like I said, the animation is great. Seeing the 2D, the 2D characters, the 3D characters, and the live action characters all mixed into one. Disney did a great job with this. The fact that this is free on Disney Plus was amazing. I don't know why this wasn't put into theaters because this could have made a lot of money I think in theaters just from people like me people like you you know the nostalgic aspect of it alone could have brought in a lot of fans but you know kudos to Disney for it so Disney's doing the multiverse right I mean this jumped into a real multiverse when it just didn't just do you know Disney and Marvel it spread out you know Paul Rudd has an hilarious cameo in this film as Ant-Man talking about doing Aunt-Man where his superpower was he attracted aunts and you know attractive older women um, but the fact that we get characters from Paramount, we get par characters from Nickelodeon, characters you know from Comedy Central, characters from DC and Warner Brothers, it's just fantastic. So if you haven't seen Chippendales uh, Rescue Rangers, it's free on Disney Plus. Go get it. If you haven't get, if you don't have Disney Plus, sign up for the seven day trial just to watch this. You won't be disappointed. It's a great film. It's fantastic. It's fun. It's energetic, and it keeps to the spirit of the Rescue Rangers while also being its own its own thing. You don't have to have watched the Rescue Rangers to enjoy this film. You don't have to have known this, the TV show or the cartoon to enjoy this film. You can just go into it and just sit back and laugh and smile and just enjoy it because it, it was great. So that's going to be all I'm talking about today with, with Disney and Marvel. Uh, they jumped into the multiverse, so the multiverse has become a big thing across pop culture here recently. It's probably only going to get bigger the more money that the people are making off of this and this, you know, the fact that they can bring in multiple uh, different genres. They can bring in the nostalgia factor. I think this is going to be a big thing going forward for everybody here on out from Warner Brothers to Disney to Paramount to Universal down. That's going to be it. Go see both of these films if, you, if you're if you so inclined. I don't think you'll be disappointed by either one of them. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for liking, sharing, and subscribing. Anywhere you get your podcast, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe. Leave me a rating and a review. It really helps the channel out. Remember, you can always follow me on Twitter. I'm at NerdPoolPod. I'm on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. I'm on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. So if you can, just like, subscribe, subscribe. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell everybody, telegram. Thank you all for everything that you do. Until next time, that's Nerd Pool. See ya.